Hello there. I'm joined today for a contribute episode. I've got with me Patrick Antonozzi. I think I got it right. Yes. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess good. Yeah. Patrick's um Patrick's joined me today for, for like I say for one of these contribute episodes just because he, he wants to have a bit of a natter around the the subject matter of well what the slide said. Let me just pop that back up again. Why there's never been a better time to start your own web design business. And we don't really know where this is going. We don't know if it's going to be a three minute conversation or six hours from now, we'll still be droning on about why it's the best, the best time. But um, what were you thinking here, Patrick, when you reached out, what were you, what were you wanting to, to chat with me about today? Um, kind of along the lines of, uh, you know, I, like I was telling you before, I kind of produce a lot of content for a lot of people who read my blog or YouTube or whatever. And, and whatever, all kinds of things. But um, people have uh, a lot of questions about how to start their own web design business. And people still seem to be fairly surprised when I kind of describe how I was able to do it and how I didn't know, I don't know how to code a single line of code. Uh, I never went to college for any degree, um, never even did any paid online courses. Everything I learned was completely on the internet for free. All the information is out there uh, waiting to be consumed, but uh, more importantly, acted upon afterwards. So um, I end up having a lot of conversations with people about why it's still a really good time to start uh, getting into web design. Because um, also a lot of people feel like um, it's 2019, it's going to be 2020 <laughs> soon. Yeah, very um, soon. Yeah. Maybe I missed the boat. It's too late. You know, now we're going to get into all kinds of fancy AI designing tools and I'm going to be obsolete, but it's still, uh, there's still a lot of opportunity um, to get into the web design industry. And that's kind of what I like talking with people about. So yeah. do you use, um, are you a WordPress user? Do you like primarily focus upon WordPress and the sort of ecosystem around there? Or do you use other things as well? Yeah. So now I use WordPress, uh, I use Elementor. Mm -hmm. um, design plugin that integrates with it. Um, but I started out using Weebly, um, right. and, uh, which is also another popular website builder. But I remember when I first started building that, um, or with building sites with Weebly, people used to be blown away. You're like, you made this with, with Weebly? Like it's, it actually looks good. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it doesn't really matter so much the tool you use, but you know, how you use it. So, but um, now I'm using um, WordPress. Yeah. So you got into WordPress. And how long have you been actually using WordPress then? How many years have you been tied to it? Um, maybe about two years. Okay. Not, not too long. Yeah. You, you, I think you came at a really interesting time. So Elementor was probably just sort of starting to to begin its stratospheric launch. You know, the, the it was probably quite new at that time. And now it's, I, I think it's well over 2 million um, installations. I don't know if that's finished websites, but certainly two million installs of the free, possibly and the paid, the paid version as well. I don't know. Um, but you you settled on that tool straight away and just like kicked it out the park with zero tuition. You just played and enjoyed it and tried to figure out how it worked. Yeah. So I kind of the reason why a big reason why I chose Weebly in the beginning was a I was just starting out. And it was one of the easier tools to use, very drag and drop, not a lot of backend work that I had to worry about. Um, but it also had an awesome feature that made it really easy for my clients to manage, manage their website as well. 
to make little changes and edits mm -hmm. to their website uh, on their own without having to contact me every time they needed a little text or photo change. So that was a really useful um, asset for my to offer my clients as well. Um, but then as the years went by, uh, like Weebly had their own separate um, version of their platform, a web designer platform specifically for web designers. Uh, but it was pretty clear that they were neglecting it. Um, they were always updating their main Weebly platform um, for their bulk, for most of their clients who just build one or two websites. But for some reason, they really, the web designer platform, they were just letting it slide. And which was weird because we are basically their best customers. We're hosting dozens of websites yeah. with them. And I was back and forth with some of the product guys there trying to find out, like, are we getting any updates to this? I'm talking about, like, do you remember when SSL certificates yes, became like, yes. mandatory? That feels like years ago now, but it wasn't. It, was, <laughs> yeah, it really exactly. was not, not that long ago. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't that long ago. Mm. Um, and when Google announced they'd start punishing sites for not having it, it took Weebly over six months just to add that feature into the designer wow. platform. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I see what you mean. Yeah. I'm like Time to start looking around. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I started looking for alternatives to because I was um, naturally concerned about where Weebly was going, and um, I started looking to WordPress again because when I first started out, my skills weren't quite good enough to get into WordPress. But like you said, a lot of different tools and plugins had come around over the last few years. Um, that's when I found Elementor and I was like, this is brilliant. Like, I can't believe, yeah. uh, I wish this was around years ago. Mm. Um, and that's probably why, like you said, they rose so quickly to success, millions of installs. Um, but I felt like it was a, a happy, um, alternative. So I ended up rebuilding all of my clients' websites, uh, in WordPress. Wow. Elementor. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's serious. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, Cause you can't just naturally, you know, they're different platforms. Mm. It's like trying to put like a, a Camry engine into a Ferrari. It's not, yeah. It's not interesting that you chose to bring them all over from, uh, Weebly as well though. That's, that's fascinating rather than just sort of like, okay, they're the old clients and they'll stay on there and anything from now on that's new will put on WordPress. I okay. abandoned ship. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's pretty catastrophic. <laughs> yeah, so I had the probably took about two months yep. uh, to rebuild all of my clients' websites into Elementor. But and are you happy? Yeah, you're happy with with WordPress now. Do you believe it's like where you'll be staying for the foreseeable future? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, now that my skills have grown to the point where I'm comfortable with it, like um, there's a reason why it's you know the most popular. CMS out there. Um, mm. It really is. It can meet. It's very customizable. It can meet whatever your individual or business needs are. And it, uh, yeah, for the foreseeable future, I don't see any reason to switch. Yeah, G getting back to the sort of the question of why this is a great time. Do you um, do you let your clients actually enjoy the experience of editing with things like Elementor, or do you build websites and then hand them over as a finished product and sort of steer them away from the WP admin area, or do you get them stuck in there and teach them how to how to fiddle and play and do what you do basically? Uh, it kind of depends on the client. Mm. Some are just more comfortable doing that sort of thing. Um, so I have no problem handing over logins and like have your way with it. <laughs> Others, uh, know nothing about it and don't want to get anywhere near it. Um, so they'll still 
contact me for little changes or little edits here or there, um, which I don't mind doing. It's part of my, I offer a monthly management service yeah. Um, yeah. afterwards to host the site, maintain it and uh, manage it for them. So yeah. yeah, it definitely depends on the client. Yeah, there's a lots of different schools of thoughts on that. I know that um, one of the, the the sort of the co-host of this um, podcast is called David Wormsley, and he he very much has that approach that he likes to give a website to a client and and let them build it with him. So you know he gives them video tutorials and he'll explain how things um, are done. He's he's a user of Beaver Builder, which is like a you know a, a competitor of um elementor and and that's his approach my approach is quite different you know i i build websites and then the intention really is to sort of hand it over and let them edit where they really need to but most of the time they're not that bothered um but i, I certainly don't lock them out facing a sort of dilemma at the minute about how much to allow a, a one particular client who i've got got a feeling they might break things just because yeah. they they seem to be fairly trigger happy and um, you know, do you know what I mean? They're like they're oh, like yeah. happy to bust things up and then sort of come back and say, <laughs> you know, um, it's broken. Yeah. Yes, it is broken. <laughs> yeah, you've uh, destroyed um, everything. You yeah, broke it's it. Kind of, it's kind of um, yeah, it's a bit of risk management, right? You yeah. have to really figure out. And that's where the uh, you know the daily and weekly backups come in. <laughs> yeah, just, well, exactly. That's yeah. the point. Um, little incremental backups is is my savior. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, is is it just apart from the fact that WordPress is really easy and things like Elementor? Are, well, we say really easy. That's not entirely true, is it? But things like Elementor yeah. make it significantly easier. Are there any other sort of tools that you have? M maybe nothing to do with websites. You know, something that makes you feel like this is. This is a great time, like email platforms or ways of keeping your customers in check and, you know, um, CRM systems, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everything like, yeah, for example, I for graphic design, like I'm not a graphic designer. I don't know nope. anything about that, but you get like a tool like Canva yeah. and you can build or, or design some really beautiful graphics just yeah. through a similar interface, a similar drag and drop uh style interface um yeah i think there's so many different tools like that in so many different sectors and so many different industries that you don't have like even like something like graphic design used to be you go to school for that for mm. for years yeah, yeah, um, yeah obviously there's still you know if you want to get into high level like true custom design you still want to get um, into more advanced stuff, then you're going to be beyond Canva. But for someone who's just starting out, you know, even if you're just trying to get like a, a nice logo for your new business, you can design something really nice in Canva and look professional right from the get go. Yeah. Um, and kind of just grow as you grow, you know? Well, that's true. Yeah. I, I've, you, I've not used Canva actually, but I've used similar kind of rival tools. I've used one called Get Stencil in the past, but my, my sort of choice at the moment is, um, is one called Pixteller, P-I-X-T-E. Okay. l-l-e-r which is great you know it's i mean it's like a you know it's a poor relation to photoshop it does a very very slim uh set of features but for things like um post images and things like that it's absolutely fine and it comes it comes with all of those like free stock image libraries built in so there's a search on the left and you type in you know i want pictures of cats or whatever mm -hmm. it might be and then just thousands of them come in and i you know i can drag them in so from that point of view it's it, it's just a piece of cake. So I can imagine that if you're if you're toying with the idea of setting up a web design business, this does feel like a good time. I mean, 
the, I suppose the question which will arise is a um, does it does it do you have the do you have the right to call yourself like a web designer or a web developer I never know what quite what the word is just because you can use these tools and my opinion is yes essentially if you can build a website and it looks fine and it functions and nothing's broken and all of the boxes are ticked you're you're good to go and and I, I think I agree with you there's so many cool tools online and, and of course increasingly things like page template libraries you know you can download i know that elementor yeah. comes bundled with heaps of these things and you can get like katka um add-on packs and all of these kind of things and it, it even the even the idea of having to build from a blank page is gone you can build from something which is almost kind of finished and then strip bits away and alter bits it's great and that's actually uh that benefits not just web designers but uh clients because if mm. i wanted to you know years ago if i wanted to get a really nice professional beautiful website made i'm going to be spending thousands of dollars like to get something really well made um but these days because you designers have more options they can build from template um or they as you said you can build from a site that's almost done already you just got to make some edits and tweaks and changes um they can get a much nicer website at a much more reasonable cost yeah. Does that um does that is that the way you approach it then? Do you go from the point of view that because I can template a lot of this stuff and because I can minimize the amount of time, do you do you is that your model is to drive the price down to get to get clients that way? Or do you kind of like endeavor to charge the same but just produce more because it's quicker for you to do it? Yeah, I know this is kind of a big debate pricing yeah. uh web design mm -hmm. services and a lot of different designers have different thoughts on that. I, I like to, I enjoy offering really great web design at an affordable price. I enjoy being able yeah. to offer that to clients at a cheaper price. I like that they have the, it's now an option for them. It's now accessible to them uh, to have that quality of a website at a lower price. So I do personally choose to lower my price based on um, you know, as I've streamlined my processes and improved, um, I do adjust the pricing. I, because I, I do enjoy being able to offer that to people that are small businesses that are just starting out, you know, and they don't have a high budget. They don't have thousands of dollars to throw into a site. And, you know, obviously I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm certainly not losing money on anything, but, yeah. um, I think I, I definitely prefer being able to adjust the pricing and offer it to people that would normally not be able to access that kind of service. Yeah, I think it's a debate, isn't it? I think geography matters, you know, depending on where you are. Obviously, if you live in New York City or the middle of London or something, that you, you just it's just a different makeup than if you were living, I don't know, in a rural part of uh, the country or what have you. It might be that there's just a whole different bunch of clients if you're after local clients but I do David mm -hmm. again the co-host of this podcast he often makes the point that he 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 likes to go for the more frequent lower paid clients um for the reasons that you've just said you know it works for him he he can make that model work but also um it kind of gets people started and if the well th this this sort of apocryphal figure of $10,000 keeps coming up. You know, the $10,000 website seems to be, for some reason, it's become the the number that everybody's trying to achieve. And um, let's be honest, you know, if I was to walk to the end of my street and enter the shop, 
The, the guy there doesn't have $10,000. Um, with the best will in the world, he simply couldn't sum up that money. But if I could offer him a site for a, a half, a third, a tenth, a whatever of that, then maybe maybe I'll get a customer. Yeah, and you're 100% right. Like It really depends on geography, um, where you're living, kind of your lifestyle, your cost of living can adjust or um, change who you're targeting, your ideal client. Um, like while I was living down in Ecuador for about a year. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. The cost of living down there is much, much cheaper than here in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Um, so down there, I, I definitely had the luxury of being more selective of which clients I want to work with. And I could afford to offer different types of services for lower end clients. Yeah. Now that I'm back in Toronto where cost of living is much higher, I, still offer those services, but I do also try to target some higher end clients because uh, cost of living is higher and I want to get some higher paying clients. Well, and also the, the fact is there are more people in those places. You know, if you like to do the face to face meetings, you know, if, if you if you can do everything on, um, you know, um, FaceTime and remotely, then that's fine. But if you like the face to face meetings, which I actually personally do, I like to sit in the same room as people that I'm working with. It just works for me. I don't know why. Um, then there's more people in Toronto and uh, presumably quite a lot of them have got slightly deeper pockets than um than if you were living in oh i don't know the the, the middle of the back of beyond mm -hmm. and so it does make a difference I, I believe it does make a difference so what um what kind of tools are you using you mentioned elementor you've mentioned um wordpress are there any other sort of like go-to tools that enable you to to build your wordpress sites um so i have like different resources so like for like vector or graphic icons i'll use like flat icons com i think it's called mm -hmm. um i create a lot of content through blog posts and youtube videos so when i'm making um so what i'll do is i'll write out a blog post uh i'll design a bunch of custom images through canva actually the other day i want to get an infographic done i'm like this would be make a really good infographic and i was able to just build it myself <laughs> Again yeah. with Canva, I feel like I'm like sponsored by Canva at this point, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I should be. That's okay. That's Call me right. guys. Um, but then I was able to just build the infographic right there myself in like an hour or two instead of hiring a, a custom graphic designer. Um, yeah. And then I'll end up um, kind of recording the blog post, like making an audio version of it. I'll turn that into a podcast, and then I'll take the audio and apply some visuals to it and make it a YouTube video. And yes what's made YouTube much easier is like, I am not, I'm not one that really likes to be on camera much. Like what I'm doing right now is, is very not typical of me. <laughs> so a lot of the YouTube videos I make, I kind of, I apply visuals to them and there's so many great resources for stock video now, like really high professional, you know, not the cheesy, like, you know, suits in a boardroom where everyone's like cheering and smiling at the camera, like actual quality custom video from real, uh, videographers and photographers. It's called um, Storyblocks, I think. I've heard of it. I had a subscription to the audio side mm. of things, and then um, then I I don't know, I didn't renew it, but it was it was just Story Storyblocks. I think it was called Video Blocks back then, and you could do audio blocks, and yeah. now it's all Story Blocks, and it's great. I completely it's agree. And it's like a la carte, isn't it? You pay a subscription, and you can just take out of the system whatever you like for as long as you like. Yep. And so I, it's like 30 bucks a month and I get all the video I need. They always yep. add new types of content. 
um and it keeps my videos fresh and yeah do you find yourself kind of like using a lot of these uh like lifetime deals that that people uh, seem to be so so interested in buying all the time like you know from AppSumo and places like that hmm i think i think i've only done a lifetime deal once oh, okay and it was with astra theme that was a good deal yeah and i was kind of well like there. i feel like i'm going to use this a lot yeah and this will be worth investing in and not having to pay the annual or, or monthly license yeah and you mentioned earlier about the um the the ability to sort of like drop in templates into elemental you know the the whole astra sites thing where you can click a button in WordPress and a whole entire pre-built site. Now, again, it's not for everybody. Some people would think that what we're saying is sacrilege. How <laughs> could you? But, you know, if it works in your case and you like you like that, or even if it just gives you a dollop of inspiration, then exactly. it works. Yeah. And I mean, like the people that get upset about it, I, I get it. But at the same time, if you looked at web design 10 years ago and you can compare two sites, one against the other, they're both custom coded from the ground up, like mm -hmm. no templating whatsoever. And then you did those two same sites 10 years later from template, they basically look the same oftentimes. Like mm -hmm. Just because it's custom coded doesn't mean it's better. And these yeah. tools that have come along have shown that. Like you don't, it's not about the tool, it's about the website itself it's about understanding how web design works it's about user experience how people use websites you know on a psychological level even if you learn that stuff that's way more important than oh this button was already placed here without yeah. using css <laughs> yeah so when you when you sort of began on this journey you you mentioned at the beginning that you you had no experience and and it sounds like you've literally gathered the experience all by yourself you know you didn't do any courses or anything how did you how did you actually sort of get to the point where you thought, okay, I'm, I'm all right at this now. Like, was it just scouring the internet and trying to copy what was already out there? So, well, first off, uh, even though I didn't technically, like I didn't pay for any online courses, I definitely got lots of help through, uh, yeah, got it. well, got people it. like you guys who put all this information yeah. out for free. You just consume yeah. all this content and you learn. Um, but basically what had happened is, um, so my dad and I used to have a family business called Fresh Gear. Um, he basically invented this all-natural dry cleaning machine. Um, mm. It used ozone gas to disinfect and deodorize like sports equipment, uh, firefighter gear, yeah. stuff that couldn't be put into a typical washing machine. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we did that for like about 10 years. Um, and one of our biggest customers were people that actually were entrepreneurs, people that uh, wanted to buy a machine or two and kind of either add them to their laundromat or even just start up their own business offering, you know, hockey gear cleaning in their small town or whatever. And so because they're just starting out, uh, one of the first things they needed was a website. So over the course of time, people started asking us like, oh, do you do websites as well to help me get started? Because we would do like a an entrepreneurial package to help them get started. So we're like, uh, I guess we could do <laughs> websites. So what would that, if we started looking into what would that involve instead of outsourcing it, um, could we offer these websites for these clients? And, and that's when I started dabbling with Weebly and uh, yeah, starting to build these, these websites for our clients. And that kind of sparked my interest. And then I started digging a little more into web design and learning about it, getting better at using Weebly, understanding the fundamentals of design. Um, 
and then that kind of took me down the path. You know, I start off very, if, if people could see the websites I first started building. <laughs> we all have this story, I think. Yeah, yeah like they're <laughs> horrific. And, yeah. but customers were paying me for them because <laughs> yeah. it's all, you know, it's like any other industry, you, you get what you pay for. They had a very tight budget, but so they were happy with the website. It's very simple um, yep. and accomplished what they needed it to. But based on my own now much higher standards, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't build something like that now. But it was fine for the time, and as long as the customer is happy with it, they get their value, then it's mm. good. And then mm. from there, you kind of just improve. And as you improve, you charge more, and you and you know, like I said, I migrated from Weebly, upgraded to WordPress. At the time, I wasn't even comfortable using WordPress, um, but now I am, and it's just a it's kind of a journey, right? And you have, everyone has to start somewhere. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Do you see yourself doing, is this now like what you do for a living? Are you a website builder um, full-time or whatever that means? Yeah. 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 Full, I wouldn't say full-time, uh, yeah. but I mean, only income. Yeah. Um, do you do you like the the sort of the flexibility that it affords? I know from my point of view, you know, I'm I'm a, this is my home. I work in this little office from my home. It suits me down to the ground. I can stop and go and, you know, go nip out for half an hour in the middle of the day, and nobody's nobody's breathing down my neck, looking at the clock. Um, I, I like all of those aspects. Is that is that something that appeals to you? Is that is that a good reason to be in this as well? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. Uh, like that was when I first started dabbling with it, I was also looking for something that I could do. Um, that was location independent, didn't matter yeah, where yeah. I was, as long as I had access to the internet. Um, and that ultimately allowed me to control my own time and mm. web design was the perfect fit for that. I actually just did a whole post about how web design is the perfect fit for digital nomads, like the digital nomad lifestyle that everyone's so uh, hyped up about these days. Um, yeah. and I think, yeah, it is growing. People want to have control of their time. Like people are tired of the typical nine to five Monday to Friday, you know, driving back and forth from rush hour. They, they want to have more time for the things they enjoy in life and spend time with their families and, mm. and travel a little bit. And the traditional jobs just don't allow for something like that. And yeah. ultimately I could go, like I could go down and live in Ecuador for a year because I had that ability I was like, all right, let's try it out. And, you know, I lived on a beach for like 500 bucks a month, <laughs> everything, rent, food, lifestyle. Uh, nice. I mean, what's nicer and, than that? And heat. Probably and heat. Nice Lots of heat. sun. Yeah. How do you find your clients now then? How do they, how do they typically come through your contact form or the telephone or is it word of mouth or? I, I invested a lot of time in SEO producing content. Okay. So blogging okay. uh, over the years, that has been my, now it's an automated machine. People find me through my blog, through my YouTube channel and they, and, and most of it is just stuff. It's just like tutorials. You're, I mm. essentially just prove that I know what I'm talking about. Right. Um, and if someone is looking for a web designer and they have a list of 10 of them and one guy has a bunch of videos about how he does it, they're they're gonna lean towards that guy like they That's already feel a yeah. certain familiarity with him and they're like oh this guy mm. actually knows what he's doing he can prove it and that's how i get all my clients it's just through through seo they find me i had um i had a client not so long ago and i won't tell you what niche he was in but he, i asked him how his business was going and he only 
let's say about, I think it was probably about 18 months ago, something like that, moved onto WordPress. He had no site and he was starting this build, this business cold, absolutely from the ground. And, um, and he has a physical product, which is in a very competitive niche. And, um, and he spent three of three months, the first three months of his business, he spent writing blog posts, really long blog posts. And his business has nothing to do with the internet. You know, he, he now sells things via the internet. What I'm saying is that there was, you know, everybody thought this is a mad waste of your time. You should be concentrating on your business, you know, selling this thing that you sell and not bent over a computer when, you know, you've got bills to pay. And he said, no, I'm convinced this is going to work. And uh, now he ranks number one in Google for just about every single thing that could possibly be searched for because he just kept churning them out one post a day, big long post every single day. And he's now doing very, very, very well indeed. It's a great story. Yep. And uh, I always tell people who are just starting out, like, you got to be blogging. And uh, yep. I, I started doing it from the beginning as well. And just like my first websites, my first blog posts were horrific. Like none of them even exist on the internet. I've, I've removed them. Yeah, and remove all, them. all trace of the, yeah. uh, the embarrassing and post. Yeah. <laughs> you just get better. You get better at writing. You understand content better, how people interact with blog posts. Um, and now I have long form content. Like I have a post that's about how to start a web design business. And for a couple of years, it was number one in Google. Um, I think it's number three now because Shopify and some other big WordPress yeah. guy that they always like, yeah. oh, this guy's doing million right. dollar gonna, busineses. Yeah, yeah, how dare they? 20 <laughs> people working on one blog post, but uh, it's still it's still number three. And I still, it's my number one post um, in performance wise. So that's great. Uh, yeah. So you're sticking with this. This is going to be what you do for the foreseeable web design. Yeah. 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 Why not? It's a nice business. I totally agree. Where can we find you, um, Patrick? What's the what's the best place? For, like Twitter, Facebook, uh, URL, whatever you want to do. I hate social media, so I don't have any of those. Fair enough. <laughs> I think the only thing I have is LinkedIn, but um, on YouTube, I guess that's social media. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, rapidweblaunch.com. Uh, my blog is blog.rapidweblaunch.com. Um, I, I produce a bunch of content there. That's probably the best way to find me. I have a little community that I've set up called launchers for people that are looking to start their own web design business. I think we have about 350 members now. Um, actually, that's another tool, by the way, Mighty yeah. Networks. You ever heard of that? No. Okay. So I was looking at, I don't like email lists. I hate email list building. I'm like, I don't know. This feels so ancient. I, I can't oh, yeah. believe this hasn't yeah, yeah, been yeah. disrupted yeah. yet. So I was looking at a way to build a community and keep people in touch with my content and stuff. And I, I found this tool called Mighty Networks, and you basically build your own social network. It's all, nice. all self-contained within an, uh, an app, um, and it's actually quite affordable. And I end up going with that, and you just apply it to a subdomain. So it's like community.rapidwebblaunch.com, um, and that's where people go, and they, we, we chat there about web designing, getting into often, the business. Yeah, I've often thought about that because we, uh, 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 for the podcast, we have a Facebook group, which is which is great, really great. But I did, I did at the beginning, like toy with the idea of maybe doing it as a forum or setting up something which mimicked a social network. I just didn't go down that route. My, I, I, I don't really do much in terms of personal stuff on social media, but I do do quite a lot to do with 
web design and WordPress and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. I just sort of took the opinion back then that everybody was already logged into Facebook. I can give up on that. Exactly. Yeah. And, and went with that. But oh, that's fascinating. Okay. So that's community.rapidweb.com. Rapid web launch, is it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, this has been a fascinating chat. Um, we've yeah, kind of reached on. just about half an hour. So I think I should probably. Uh, put well what we say in the uk is uh, knock it on the head which kind of means you didn't uh, kick me it. off after six minutes so no no you, you, you managed to, yeah you did very well yeah <laughs> i get you a 10 out of 10 card um Sweet. but thank you so much for coming and chatting to us today it's going to be a bit weird but i'm going to mute the mic and then put the original slide back on so but do stay on the line and we'll have a quick chat so uh, okay thanks so much patrick nice to thanks meet for you having me